Hey, yo, what is good, CDDC family? Welcome back to another podcast. I am one half your host. My name is Chris. And on the other half, my name is Donnie. And today, we have part two of our Mount Rushmore squad. Rushmore series, you know. Mount Rushmore series. Getting back into it. Yup. So, if y'all don't know what Mount Rushmore is and you never took third grade social studies um so you know it's like the four presidents yeah of america like the four most influential whatever however they want to say it so yeah. we're doing the same thing obviously nfl related so the four best players on each team all time of all time you already covered the afc north we're going in the same order as the fpcs went um if you don't know what order that is well then you gotta watch the fpcs first um, so, yeah, AFC North already done. That's Steelers, Bengals, Browns, and Ravens. And now we're doing the AFC South, just like how everything works, which is the Jags, Texans, Colts, Titans. Yeah. All right. So um, we're going to do it the same way we did last week. Start with the worst team, therefore, and then go all the way up. All right. So, you know, we start with Donnie. Yep. All so right. who's your worst team? Worst team, I'd have to say, is the Jags. Okay. The Jags – I didn't know any of the players. I actually put up on this before I actually did research on them. I swear, I did not know any of these players before I actually did research on them. Really? I swear to God, I had to look up like lists of like all-time players before I found you. I was like, okay, I guess so. Really? I'll have that person on there. So I'll go over my list real quick. I've got Tony Baselli. <laughs> I don't even know how to say his name. Tony Baselli. Um... Left tackle for the for the Jags, I think. Mm-hmm. He made the all-decade team for the 1990s, I think. I think he was 1990s all-decade team. And he was a multiple. Yeah, I had no idea who he was. I have no idea who this guy is. Like, I swear to God, I do not know who this person is. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> I promise you, I'm not, like, acting or anything. Like, I do not know who this guy is. He's like, I'm just special. Yeah. Okay. Um, Multiple-time Pro Bowler. Yeah. He was, like... A benchmark for another guy I have on here. He was helping protect him. Elite. And that other guy is Mark Brunel. Also did not know who this guy was at all. Never heard of him. I was going to have Blake Bortles on here. But, this uh, guy. You know, I Brought figured, him to the AFC Championship game. What do you mean? I figured that wouldn't be very I was thinking about having Jalen Ramsey on here. Yeah, no lie. I thought about – oh, I forgot about that insane defense they had that year. Yeah. But I don't have any of those players from that year. Me neither. I, I don't have any current players on my list. On any of your teams? Not on the Jags. Oh, yeah, on the Jags, yeah, no. Yeah, no, I don't have any current on mine either. I've got Mark Brunel, and apparently he leads in all their major passing stats. Uh, yeah, the Jags are horrible. Yeah, Jags have very little luck, it seems, when it comes to drafting players. I'm pretty sure the guy, Tony Baselli's like one of the very few they drafted that actually turned out to be good. Yeah, that's because when you're just that big, you're just – you're yeah, good. yeah, it wasn't like six, seven or something. He's huge. Dude. Like he was humongous. Mountain of a human being. My God, he deserves. Oh my Lord. <laughs> <laughs> then I've got um, a guy by the name of Fred Taylor, running back. Running back. Yeah, seven one thousand yard seasons. Impressive. And I think he played there for like eleven seasons. He was there for he a was long there time. For a while, and he was consistent. Like he was consistently good for this team. So he had to go on the list too. Okay. And then we've got the guy, Jimmy Smith. 
wide receiver. Nine 1,000-yard receivers, 1,000-yard seasons, top 25 in receiving yards and receptions all time. He's super underrated. Yes. Very good. You had no idea who he was. I had no idea who any of these players were. None of them. I had no clue. All these players were completely foreign to me. Well, I – my list is similar, minus Mark Brunel. I do not have him on my list. Um, I do not. So I do have Fred Taylor. Like you said, he's just a model of consistency. Yeah. Right? Jimmy Smith was the same, you know, easily the best receiver in Jags history. Yeah. Um, Tony Borselli, easily the best lineman in Jags history. Fred Taylor, top two running back in Jags history. The only, you know, all the same reasons you already mentioned. But the other, the one guy I have on my list that you don't, is Maurice Jones Drew? Oh, I saw his name, but I didn't know who he was either. You didn't know MJD, bro. Maurice, he's he was a decorated running back for the Jags. I I don't have exact stats on what he did, but y'all know, I would assume know what Maurice Jones Drew was like. He retired probably right around when you started watching, oh, okay. but he was nice. Say, like he was nice. He was, dude. He was a mix of a power back. And then an elusive deck. I don't even know how to explain. Kind of like, I'm not going to say Saquon before Saquon. Like Zeke? Kind of. Well, Zeke eats too much. MJD, he wasn't small either. So, I don't think, maybe Zeke. I mean, that's like. that's Yeah, like that sounds about right. He was kind of like Zeke before Zeke in a way. Um, like prime Zeke we're talking about. Not yeah, like not last, last year's year. Zeke. <laughs> so, I mean, MJD, he's just a beast. He's. Top two running back in Jags history up there with Fred Taylor, obviously. Um, yeah, this team is not exactly very good. Like, if you have a player on your team that's – or on your Mount Rushmore that isn't in the Hall of Fame that's pretty bad and they have a couple. Um, I know Tony Purcelli, he's been nominated five times but never made it. Really? Not once. Wow. And he's not going to. Wow. Um, I do my man. Fred Taylor and Jimmy Smith I'm not certain on. So I'm not going to comment on it, but I just know that they continuously did Tony Bruselli dirty. I don't think Jimmy Smith is in the Hall of Fame either. He's, he's just so underrated. I could be wrong. That I, I'm not sure of. And uh, MJD, he's, he's I'm almost positive he's not in the Hall of Fame either. I actually I actually lied. There was one player I recognized vaguely. Who? I I heard of his name before when I I saw him on the list. He's not on my list, but I did I do somewhat know him. His name is John Henderson. John Henderson. D tackle. I do not know that much about him, but I have at least heard of his name before. The rest of these guys, I never heard of any of them. These guys are – none of them I've ever heard their names. So at least I had heard his name before. Mm. But this, these guys, yeah, no, never heard of them. Well, according to my quick Google search, um, 2021 nominate, nominee class for Hall of Famers, three of the four that I just mentioned were on it, Jimmy Smith – Tony Bruselli and Fred Taylor. MJD is not even in conversation for it, um, which is kind of surprising to me. So he had over 8,000 career rushing yards, almost 70 touchdowns. Uh, he's a three-time Pro Bowler. He was on the All-Pro team. You know, he didn't play for the longest, but he was, you know, Maurice Jones-Drew, he's just an icon. Like, when I think Jaguars, I think of Maurice Jones-Drew, okay. personally. But, yeah, Jags, no Hoffers. No offers at all. They need to put – I don't think Fred Taylor will make it because there's so many running backs that are yeah. like that. 
Jimmy Smith, it's hard to find a consistent receiver like that. And Tony Rosselli just is a monster. He needs to be on there. But now that Vermar, so, uh, you know, might as well go on to your second worst team. And in my opinion, it's the Titans. The Titans. Yeah, that's that's my pick for the second worst okay. team. Okay. Um, I'll go over the ones that I actually have heard of. Okay. <laughs> we'll go over the ones that I actually have heard of before. Steve McNair, of course. Obviously. Uh, he died, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, RIP to him. But he was an MVP. He arguably should have a Super Bowl ring. He was a yard short. One yard short? I mean, come on. Arguably should have one. That's like the biggest heartbreak in sports history. For yeah. Sports. I think I've seen that play before where he like he got reached tackled over. Yeah. at the one. Yeah, that was rough. I, I have seen that play before. That's, yeah. That's that's a rough. Uh, but, yeah, led his team to a Super Bowl, three-time Pro Bowler. You know, mm-hmm. he's really good. Um, then we've got Eddie George. Yep. Great running back in his Amazing. in his time. Off. Nine one thousand yard seasons. I think he actually only had one season where he did not have a thousand yards while he was on the Titans. Yeah, wasn't that and it was only because he was hurt or something. He was he didn't play that many yeah. games that year. So that might have been one of the lockdown years. It could have been, I am not too Maybe. sure. Maybe. But yeah, he only had one impressive. season where he did not he wasn't he did not have a thousand yards. Then we've got the other two. I've heard of one. The other one I've never heard of, but I don't know about I don't know much about him. His name is Bruce Matthews. Um center, I believe. Uh, he was he whatever position you wanted him to play on the O line, he was playing it. Oh, okay. But 14 time Pro Bowl, 10 time all pro. Mm-hmm. That's insane. I cannot believe you don't know who Bruce Matthews is. I do not know who this guy is, but I've wow. at least heard of him before. Yeah, four time, fourteen time Pro Bowls, ten time All Pro, and he he's played, one of the best O linemen ever. Yeah, they say he's like the best at his respective position, which I think is center. Yeah, they say he's arguably the best one of all time. Probably because I don't think center's all that stacked of a position. But anyway. <laughs> it doesn't matter what position yeah, you play. You're the best matter. at it. You're the best at it exactly all time. I mean, come on, like you're still you like get your respect. Facts. I wish I had known about him, but I did not. So <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And then the last guy. Derek Mason. I know, because I couldn't. I've I, never heard that name before. Me neither. I, me neither. Never heard of this guy before. But apparently, he was really good. So <laughs> he's on my list. <laughs> 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 Top thirty in receiving yards all time. Two-time Pro Bowler and one-time All-Pro. Hmm. He That's was not very good. Top thirty in receiving yards. Two-time well, player. that is, but oh. two-time Pro Bowler. Oh, I mean, I guess he was more of a model of consistency like the other guy. Yeah, well, that sounds about right. Like, he probably played for a while. Yeah, he probably did play for a good bit. So, yeah, he's my last one. But what do, who do you have? So, uh, three of mine are the same. Yeah, Steve McNair is, is on there, best quarterback in Titans history. Eddie he's George is on there, currently the best running back in Titans history. I feel like that will change once Derrick Henry, you know, continues to play football. Oh, I did have a honorable mention, but he's probably who you have. Yeah. Um, Bruce Matthews, obviously, um, he's he like if there's a head on the Titans, like a guy that stands out on their Mount Rushmore, it's Bruce Matthews, one hundred percent, like fourteen time Pro Bowler, like I know, and ten time All Pro. That's almost every year he's played. You know how much football you have to play to be named that title that much fourteen times. Like that's usually a career and then some for offensive linemen. And he's this man has that in 
Pro Bowls. That is ridiculous. Bruce Matthews, arguably, he's 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 up there with the best O lineman of all time, one hundred percent. Now, my last guy on here, he might not be the greatest player of all time, but like I said last episode, mine is both on greatness and influence, and I probably should have taken that into account as well because it probably would have been on my list. And that's Chris Johnson. Yeah, for me, that was my honorable mention. Yeah, so. He was like he was the fastest guy in the NFL for what feels like forever. Um, what was it? They call him CJ Two K because he Two K rushing yards. Uh, one, I don't know if he was the first running back to do it, but like he was. I don't even remember where the nickname came from. I just know it came after he had the two thousand yard season, and two thousand yards as a running back is is ridiculous. Like the speed on this guy, like he he could run you over, but why would he do that when he can just run past you? Exactly, not gonna hurt my body for you. Like, exactly. Like he's he he was so fun to watch. Kids tried to be like him. Like just his influence on the game alone was more than impressive. Um, because I mean his speed. Like people are still talking about Chris Johnson. Is he faster than Tyreek Hill? And he retired years ago. So you're being talked about this long after you retired, even if it's a couple of years, that means you've had some sort of yeah. influence or were great to some level. Never won a Super Bowl, never made a Super Bowl. But they'll still be talked about this long down the line. One, that means he's really good, which he was. And two, that means you had to do something that influenced a generation, which he 100% did. He was fast. Yeah. So – the fastest running back of all time, probably. Yeah. Only so, reason I didn't have him on mine was because he didn't have much longevity compared to the other guy I he had, didn't. Derek Mason, who was like good. That's the for thing. A I've never time. heard of Derek Mason. Yeah, me neither. I had never heard of him either. So, <laughs> so he ended up on my list, but yeah. All right. So there goes the Titans. Now, who's the second best group second of guys? Second best. It's pretty close, but I'm going to go with the Texans. Okay. I mean, I'll get over it with the obvious ones. J.J. Watt, three-time DPOY, arguably the greatest defensive player of all time. Not much to say there. Yeah, easy. Um, Another one, Andre Johnson. I mean, come on, one of the greatest receivers of all time, easily. Top ten. Yeah, easy. Seven-time Pro Bowl, two-time All-Pro, top 15 in in receiving yards and receptions. I mean, come on, not too much to say. Longevity and elite. Then I've got a current player on my team, uh, D-Hop. Wow. I've got D-Hop on my list. Really? Because I could not find really anybody else to put on this list. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. To, uh, oh, okay. I swear, I, I was struggling to find I was like, man, the, the Texans have to have somebody. <laughs> but I could not find a single person. So wow. D-Hop is on my list. I mean, I think, I mean, obviously, he has a he, he has a Hall of Fame resume like currently. Yeah, he does. So... Most of that was with the Texans. Yeah, and most of it was with the Texans. Right. That was definitely where he got his, you know, outbreak. You know, that's where he started to become noticed. As the best in the game. As Yeah, yep. as the best receiver in the game. I forget what that one season was, but he was, like, insane. It was, like, we have, like. Yeah, I don't even remember. I forget what it was, but he was, He didn't drive a pass. Yeah. That's it, what I remember. It was something crazy like that, exactly. But, yeah, he's top 15 receiving yards and receptions already. Oh, yeah, he's going to go down as one of the top five receivers ever. Oh, yeah. If he stays healthy. Yeah, exactly. And then my last player is one I I vaguely have memories of him, but it's like after his prime. So, Arian Foster. Okay. 
I do know who he is, and I did watch him. The best sometimes. running back in Texans history. But I, I watched him after his prime, and he wasn't on the Texans anymore. Yeah. That's so he's bouncing around. Yeah. So my memories of him are kind of vague. And. But their stats don't lie. But yeah, stats don't lie. The man was insane. Like you said, best running back in Texas Texans history. history. Easily. Multiple 1K yard seasons. Yeah. And I don't really have any honorable mentions. I mean, if you have somebody else, yeah. go ahead. Um, I, I do. Um, I don't have D-Hop on there only because he was on the team for a few years. But I just don't think he's going to be a Texans legend because of the way he was dealt out of there. Okay, that's fair. Um, and it's not his fault at all. If he stayed there, he probably would have been the second best player in Texans history behind, obviously, J.J. Watt. Yeah. Um, and to say that he would have been that – he would have been the best receiver in Texans history He's over Andre Johnson. Say, I know. But that would have happened yeah. if he stayed on the Texans. Now, I, I have Andre Johnson on there. Like you said, one of the best receivers of all time. Um, just yeah. there's not much more to say. He's just yeah. an elite receiver. His size and skill. Yeah, just size, almost. skill, speed, yeah. just knowledge of the game. Somebody who can say they were almost on par with like Calvin Johnson or even – he was like the second best receiver yeah. in the league behind Calvin a lot yeah, of the time. Exactly. Like sometimes he was even better. Exactly. If you could say you were able to keep up with Calvin Johnson. And look who like, his quarterbacks were. Exactly. I don't even know who was like Matt Hasselback. I don't even know who I can't that even is. like Brian Hoyer. Exactly. Like who, who is that? I don't know. Not very good quarterbacks. I probably didn't even name one because that's how much I I'd know. I'd probably be a better quarterback about... than those guys. <laughs> All right, now you pushing it. <laughs> But, yeah, so to be able to put those numbers up with no real quarterback play is beyond impressive. I have Arian Foster as well. Um, there's not many good players in Texans history. Yeah, Texans kind of lacking, yeah. Um, They're real top-heavy. No, I'm not going to say Arian Foster wasn't great, but he's not a guy that you would say, oh, yeah, he should be on a Mount Rushmore of a team. No. He's a guy that if you go, you know, top – 15 players in division all time. Maybe he'll be like 14, 15. But to be on Mount Rushmore of a team, props to him. He deserves it. Yeah. But, like, that just shows how bad the Texans have been. They haven't been around for that long, right? I think the year 2000-ish, they came into the league. So, um, not completely their fault, but they, they did have some good players. Aaron Foster, I don't think he'll be on this Mount Rushmore list for long if Deshaun Watson yeah. gets cleared out. But, uh. Um, somebody I'm surprised you forgot is Brian Cushing. Don't know who that is. He is the leading tackler in Texans history and oh, okay. the history of the franchise. He was a great linebacker, man in the middle. Uh, man, he go outside too, shut down the run, shut down the pass. He was flying over the field. He he reminds me, well, Luke Keekley reminded me of Brian Cushing. Oh, okay. That's how good Brian Cushing was. So like Gary Leonard is now kind of. Ah. Uh, I, a little bit different. Um, Wilpon I mean, Smith? Kind of, but I don't even know how to explain it. Because, like, Luke Keekley, he was just all over the field. It's almost like a Bobby Wagner, but Bobby, it, it, it's hard. Brian Cushing was just an elite linebacker. Um, man, he would probably. So he was the best of his time, basically. Basically. One of the best of his time. Yeah. Like, when I watched him play, he, he didn't remind me so much of Brian Erlacher, but, like, Skill wise, but the way he played did, and the way Keekley played reminded me of Cushing, but he was just better than Cushing. Oh, that man. makes sense. So, Brian Cushing, he had the makes of being elite, which he was. Um, so that's why I have him 
or my Texans, Mount Rushmore. So that leaves us both with Indy. Indy. No surprise. No surprise. This team was fairly – I had five players, and I didn't really want to leave one of them off, so I'm just going to list all five. Okay. And I'll just say which one I have as an honorable mention. All right. So the two really easy ones for me – I should say the three really easy ones for me were Peyton Manning, Johnny Unitas, and Adam Vinatieri. Okay. Peyton Manning, I mean, come on. It's Peyton Manning. Like, do we really need to say more? (laughs) Not really. It's Peyton. Come on. Johnny Unitas, I know he played really long ago, and I know that he played with footballs that were made of, like, plastic and stuff. Yeah, they had, like, basketball laces on them. Yeah, and, you know, he was playing with, like – segregated teams and stuff but you know what eight team leagues he was still good and he still revolutionized the game so he's got to be on the list for me at least then i've got adam vinatieri i mean it's adam vinatieri he's probably responsible for like a quarter of the team's points when he played (laughs) at least come on (laughs) like this is like come on like let's be real and the last two i didn't know who to keep on and who to keep off so i'm gonna just say them both and that's Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne. Mm-hmm. I think they both deserve to be on the list. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate that I couldn't have both of them on the list. I have Marvin Harrison on the list, but I think they're interchangeable. Both amazing receivers. Um, I forget which one. Reggie Wayne played with Peyton, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay, I thought so. And then Marvin Harrison, I don't know who he played with. I don't know who his quarterback was. I think he had young Peyton. Maybe, okay. I believe he had young Peyton. Could be wrong, but I believe he did. Um, but yeah. Okay. So. So which one was your honorable? Reggie Wayne was your honorable Reggie mention. Reggie Wayne was okay. my honorable mention. So yeah. um, mine's a slightly different. Okay. Um, first, I'm going to leave off who mentioned one. There are two players in my honorable mentions. One was Dallas Clark. Oh yeah. Amazing tight end, obviously. Yeah. And then I did leave off Johnny Unitas only because he played in the '60s. Okay. Um, now, I did that because obviously Peyton Manning's better. Yeah. Um, but, and I also had Adam Vinatieri over him because, like you said, responsible for so many points. Yeah, like it's not like you had to have him on the list. He's the all-time NFL leading point scorer, if I if I remember correctly. Um, I did have Reggie Wayne on there. I feel like if I were to take somebody off, it would be Reggie Wayne. Um, it's just just the way he played, and just I don't know, man. Like that name is just so like elite, Reggie Wayne. <laughs> Sounds like I, he deserves to be there, you know. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like they should. In, so they gotta make his name right under his, you know, his face, you know, because yeah, it's just that. Exactly. So he did play for 13 years. He didn't score the most touchdowns at all. Like he was like, he's in the mid 50s in touchdowns overall. Six-time Pro Bowler. Wayne. Yeah, Reggie Wayne. Um, he was an elite receiver, nonetheless. But and, and that's. It was super close between him and Unitas. I, I could go interchangeable, but I put Reggie Wayne on there over Unitas. I think Unitas is better, but then I factor in influence as well. So that's kind of where that goes down. Um, man, it was difficult, though, between the two. Yeah, I think they're pretty close in influence yeah. as well. I mean, you could, like I said, they're interchangeable. Well, the only difference is I agree, but in today's day and age, it's more so Wayne yeah, it's than more Unitas. Like, it's more like, yeah, recent. Right. Because yeah. Unitas, he influenced back in like the eighties and nineties and stuff like yeah. that. But that's way gone, right? But and obviously I have M- Marvin Harrison yeah. as my other one. Um, ninth 
in receiving touchdowns all time, fifth in receptions, um, three-time All-Pro, eight-time Pro Bowler, two-time receiving yards leader. Dude was just amazing. I think him and Reggie Wayne they played together. Oh, they did. They did. Oh, okay. Um. I don't know why they were like two like completely separate eras. Like I nah. thought they were like Marvin Harrison played from '96 to '08, and Reggie Wayne played from '01 to '14. Oh, okay. So um, they played around the same amount of time. Too. Yeah, they did, and they were both elite, elite. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, it, it was difficult. I think those three had the Super Bowl ring, right? Yeah, I, okay. I believe they won together. What that was it? Forget what like I, think. Thousands, like I know it was in the 2000s. I forget what the year exactly. Let's see. I know the Colts definitely won one with Peyton. I know they definitely, yeah, they, they won one with Peyton. It was 07. Yeah. Yep. So that was with both Wayne and Marvin Harrison. Oh, yeah. So that's arguably, in my opinion, that's the best wide receiver duo that we've seen of all time. Okay. Together. Yeah. Yeah. Like at the same um, time. I yeah. don't know how you can top that. Marvin Harrison, top 10 receiver of all time. Reggie Wayne, I don't think is, but he's still elite. Yeah. Um, he probably shouldn't be on my Mount Rushmore, but like I said, influence plays a big deal for me, and uh, just just the way he played football. I mean, a lot of people don't say it's him, but today's receiver, like route runner, ability to go catch the ball, a lot of it's Reggie Wayne esque, and I don't know, man. It's just I could say so many players remind me of Reggie Wayne, and I think it's just because his name is Reggie Wayne. But, you know, Reggie Wayne was just that guy. Like I said, Unitas was better, like, overall. Yeah. But influence, for me, I have to give it to Wayne. Um, I don't know, man. I can't – I watched him play. That's probably oh, – that definitely yeah. had something to do with it. Some recent um, bias. Yeah, you know, I played good. Madden, and he was on my team <laughs> sometimes. So, he was really good. Unitas wasn't. His so. rating was higher. Exactly. So. <laughs> It wasn't the fastest, but he could catch. He could run routes, but yeah. So that's our um, AFC South Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore for each team. So we we had the same order again. It went Colts at the top, Texans surprisingly Texans. They were just really top heavy. That's all. They had JJ Watt. They had JJ Watt and they had Andre, Andre Johnson, Johnson. and exactly. that was it. That was that was the reason. Um, and then it was Titans Jacks. Yeah, and the Jacks were just absolutely horrible. Like the what was it before the Browns or something? I forget. No, it was the Bengals. The Bengals, exactly. They're like they Anthony Jags. Munoz. That's exactly. It. Jags and Bengals are like same. They're like same. I, the Bengals are slightly over because they had Munoz. That's true. Jags they, don't even have a Hall. Exactly. They don't have anybody. That's, that's sad. Munoz. Yeah. But yeah. That's um. You know, next episode will be the AFC East, which is Pats, Dolphins, Bills, and Jets. Hmm. I would say Jets would be bad, but they've been around for so yeah. long. So they probably, probably nice. will. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And then don't forget, top fifteen comes out this Wednesday for the AFC South, which is the same division. It's going to be coming out Wednesday at noon. Make sure to watch that. Watch the pods you haven't watched already. You know, like last week's top fifteen for the AFC North, AFC North Mount Rushmore. But uh, that's all we got for this one. Until right. next time. All right. Hope you enjoyed CDDC family.